you have that one activity you enjoyed as a child that maybe you no longer do? In this episode, we will be talking about hobbies and when hobbies can develop into careers. My co-host this week, Cassie Golding, and I will be catching up and talking about our interests and how they changed over time. We will be talking about the things we love. Before I go any further, I just want to ask you, do you go by Cass or Cassie? I was going to say, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I I have switched to Cass. Today, we have my friend Cass, who I met first back in university, joining the conversation on spilling the syrup. It's no secret she loves to talk, and we all love her for it. Cass also gives great advice when it comes to life and brings life experience and kindness to any discussion. And I'm personally excited to get going on this topic with her about you and how you can get into interesting hobbies. And before I jump into it, I just want to say for anyone that's listening out there, Cass is the best at giving advice. I remember being a young gay in university and she told me when I was down about boys and she would say they aren't worth it you don't have to put up with those things and looking back it was actually some of the best advice I had ever received so thank you for that and welcome thank you thanks for having me it's exciting for the first time in a long time we we virtually communicated but we haven't actually spoken in person in quite a while so it is very nice to catch up I feel like I don't have interesting hobbies I feel like, you know, in high school, even in university, you tend to focus on what's popular and people tend to judge you. And when you become an adult, you can just kind of do whatever you want. Anime, if you're into anything that people consider nerdy, anything that's alternative, you could just do that. And that's what I love. Even things like Pokemon. I love Pokemon and it's awesome. I feel like at some point you grew up and somebody said to you, that's not cool anymore and tried to encourage you to do something else like going to party. I actually rewatched the original Pokemon series a couple of years ago. Netflix has a new Sailor Moon on that I'm planning on watching. Oh, nice. A two part movie. Yeah. I love anime. We're going to talk about film and TV as well because, and I find a lot of people say this to me anytime I talk about what my favorite shows are, they say, oh, I don't have time to watch TV and movies. I don't have time for that. I don't know how you find that time. And I'm kind of insulted because I think it's actually really important to sometimes watch movies and TV shows. I don't know if it was because we come from a humanities and arts background that we just appreciate the whole cultural references and and just seeing like, what creative people have come to write about in society and what's been reflected at us and asking questions about it. But I just, I actually just like to escape no matter what the genre. Probably my main hobby out of all my hobbies, especially because my husband goes away for work for long periods of time. So I, I, I watch movie and TV like crazy. I watch at least a movie a night and then I'm watching TV on top of that. Okay. That's amazing. So what do you recommend right now? To anyone that's listening. Well, in general, one of my all-time favorite shows is Mad Men. And that kind of fits with my love of design, too. Because I um, I always really appreciate the not only the storyline, but the, the set design and the costumes. Uh, I've always been obsessed with the mid-century and the 60s and stuff like that. I'll forever wear a cat-eye eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, and that's reflected in your Instagram, too. The the interior design style. And I 
I just I love it. It's so eye catching. It, it just stands out those colors, but it, you do it in such a way that's so doable that anyone can do it. Thank you. Our old house was gray everything. It was gray on gray. We joked that our favorite color was gray. And then when we moved to this house, uh, we just wanted to have more color and it just makes me happy. Yeah, taking risks too. Yeah, sometimes I find too when it comes to decorating, I've actually gotten more into it as well. I really appreciate the time and the effort that goes behind it. And I don't want everything to just look the same. So I try to buy things from different retailers. Yeah, absolutely. Not just like all Ikea necessarily. Yeah, but and Ikea is a good place to start. Like when we first had our first house, basically everything was Ikea and we still have some Ikea items, but... Uh, we've slowly found other stores that have more that style, but a slightly higher price point, a little made of real wood instead of <laughs> the other stuff. Yeah. And then I try to find the vintage pieces too, but it's hard because I love mid-century. My husband loves modern, which is why our style together is mid-mod. Our house is very retro without being fully vintage. I have a girlfriend on uh instagram her name's caitlin's day off and her house is super vintage and it's amazing and she's a she has a thrift business on the side um and i really admire her house but i know that my husband would not be there for it because he wants he likes it to be a new couch instead of an old refurnished one yeah but that's a good compromise because you can really see that in your style that you've really combined the two and sometimes i think even just for the environment it's good to reuse things sometimes yeah, absolutely. I've seen in your photos, uh, you make cocktails. I feel like that's incorporated into your stuff. Yes, I had one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we love cocktails. Um, I think what first got us into it was probably our ret- our vintage bar. So it, it's a 1950s bar that we upcycled um, and we slowly started stocking it. And then when we moved to this second house, um, it has a full bar in the basement that we hope to renovate eventually. It's pretty outdated, um, but it gave us a lot of space. So we have a lot of ingredients because a lot of times people will say to me, like, I don't have the ingredients for that cocktail, but we try to encourage our friends and stuff to build their bar one drink at a time. So you have a goal to make one drink. So you purchase all the ingredients for that drink and then slowly you build a bar. That's a good idea. I just want to say, and maybe you can help me the last time I tried, I actually entered a cocktail making competition on social media. We lost, even though I really put a lot of effort into it and I really wanted to win. But when I saw everybody else's cocktails posted, I thought that there was no way because they were all beautiful and mine was just not. Uh, I th- I'd say it's about the glass that you use. So glassware is a lot of fun um, as well as the garnishes. So even if you're not, like the mint is more there for the smell, you know, for a Mai Tai, but it also makes the drink look pretty. Yes. Yeah. And do you need a strainer? Because we didn't have one of those. It depends on the cocktail because sometimes like for a margarita, you just dump the ice, right? Dump the drink and the ice into the glass. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So it really depends on the drink. Nice. So what are some things that you're into? What are some hobbies that you like to do in your spare time? So I, I would say that like I have fallen off the wagon of hobbies sometimes. I have so many hobbies that I have just kind of not given the time to these days, but I'd say that I always 
have prioritized. So right now my hobbies are taking photos and decorating the house and taking photos of my dog. Um, and, but bef- I have other hobbies that I know I'll come back to. Like I still, I still do acrylic paintings. I'd say dog walking is like one of our main hobbies, especially in the woods. We like to go to this dog park. That's like a woods. Yeah. As well as I used to do hand embroidery for a short period of time. And singing was a huge part of my life. And I haven't picked up my auto harp in like two years, but I still make up silly songs like every day. (laughs) That's amazing. I was just thinking about the singing. So you beat me to that because you are a singer and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were in a duo. Yep. I've been in many duos and and I've been in a band at one point, um, but I moved, we've moved away and we had to make some new friends as well. Um, and just recently through Instagram, I met someone who is a local photographer and it turns out that her and her husband are both musicians. So we're hoping that we'll jam sometime. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a big life change. Look at you going out meeting new friends. That is not easy to do. I'm also into photography. I just, I'm more into being in front of the camera because I love just I love taking pictures of myself (laughs) (laughs) I like the expressiveness of the whole thing and what you can do like how you can create a mood and I've just realized that that's something I've liked but I feel like there was a lot to unpack there also one thing I wanted to touch on is your dog is very cute I want to drop the handle for everyone if that's okay follow on Instagram summit dot the dot sweetheart summit with two m's because she's big adorableness she's a saint bernard poodle she's a saint bernard poodle out of all those things you mentioned maybe you answered this question already i want to talk about pastimes that are you find really good for your mental space this being a very big theme in everybody's lives right now yeah i'd say walking is the best one i know that we a lot of us deal with mental health problems and it was always the advice always given to me by different therapists and stuff was always that whenever you feel the most depressed, you should go for a walk. Um, it's always the hardest time to force yourself to. And I struggle with that. Um, but at the same time, going that for a walk at least once a day really helps me. And then I've started listening to music uh, at least when I'm walking around the neighborhood, which I never used to do because I also I'm very like old woman. And I think like people who have their headphones in are going to get hit by a car. And I, I generally either listen to uh, a playlist I created called Retro Romance, or I listen to the themes, the soundtrack to La La Land. Oh, cool. Okay. Even for myself walking, it's just very good to just clear your head and clear your mind and just unpack all your thoughts from the day. I also just, I like, because I think I'm extroverted, so I like walking somewhere quiet preferably at night even if that is more unsafe to do I just like that there's nobody around (laughs) it's just me in the dark I'm a weirdo who says hi to everybody I see or compliments someone on something random so if I'm walking down the street and right now everyone's across the street and I cross the street whenever I see someone, but I'll still say like, Oh, I love your hat. And, and then I, I often I've made a, a sort of acquaintance with this 80 year old, 80 year old woman on my route. And, uh, 
So she and I will stop and talk for like 15 minutes sometimes if she's on her porch. Oh, nice. That that That's really nice to do. That's sort of, I think, a lost art is being friendly to people and just greeting them. When it comes to thinking creatively, how do you find inspiration? That's hard. It's almost like it's just... It's there for me. Uh, I always knew that I wanted to do something creative. I was supposed to be an illustrator uh, out of high school, and then I ended up going to school for communications. Um, And I'd say that I still get to be creative daily in my marketing job. Um, So I'm mostly a writer uh, for a marketing department of uh, a larger company that we run five different brands, and it's fireplaces and heating, electric heating. So it's still within that design-oriented space as well. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of transferable skills there. I I think for me personally, I, I like to ask my friends and family if they can help me with something and if they could generously fill a guest role on my podcast. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> they may have particular knowledge about a subject and a perspective that I don't. And I just like to pick their brain. I actually find being creative for me, what holds me back is just overthinking it it's it can be so simple yeah i agree i i also i'm really loving working from home um because whenever i am working for too long of a period i kind of start my creativity kind of starts to slide so i'll take a break uh if i get stressed i pet my dog so i'm finding it's easier to be creative in my own home space rather than at an office yeah, that's true. And I think now more people are considering whether or not they want to, they'll be happier working in an office or they're working at home or a bit of both. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that my work gives me the option. And if they do, I will work from home forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely the comfort of your home is definitely nice, especially if you have a space like your home is beautiful. You could just close the door if you need to and just be in the zone. You mentioned about studying communications and being creative in your in your working day. And I think this is a big sort of theme that I wanted to touch on was when a hobby, when an interest is, becomes a hobby, becomes your career and what that journey looks like. What advice would you have for people? I'd almost say that you don't want to do your passion as your job solely if it's not on your own terms um and in saying that like i i like to have my own separate passions uh although if they become something i i don't know it's it's hard to say because i don't think i'm quite there yet i started later i took four years off after high school and and then it took me a year after university to get a job so i'm pretty new to my career like i'm within five years and um i I just, I don't see that I've found exactly what I'm meant to do yet. Very fair. I'm going to counter that by saying that I was too young when I started school and didn't know what I wanted to do. And if I had to do it all over again, may have gone a different path for what I think I would have wanted to do now, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you remember that I was four years older than everybody. So I, I was I was serious about it because I knew that I had really thought about what I was going into. Um, and I, I can definitely see myself doing this long term. 
Um, but I, but I know that my role, even within the new job that I got in this new city, um, for the past year and a half, it's changed multiple times within that. So I'm actually going down the route of social media within work, but possibly getting into more leadership roles. That's really good. You're, you definitely deserve to be there. And social media is so fascinating. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Mainly Instagram. I uh, I've just gotten onto TikTok. I but I have a secret account because I don't want to post anything. I just like to watch. Um, so uh, I mainly follow thirty somethings rather than the young people. I I I my favorite is the woman who records herself sleepwalking, <laughs> and she gets into hilarious situations. Um, but yeah, I. I love Instagram and I love the photo format, which is actually why I'm, I'm a little disappointed that reels have overtaken the algorithm because I love the, the photography aspect of Instagram. What do people want to see more on Instagram photos or video? But it used to be that y- you would get more interaction with a photo, but now video is everywhere. Yeah. Well, Instagram prioritizes it. So they like put it higher up in their algorithm. So if you make a reel, you get more reach than you do with a photo. Good to know. I think learning and being able to learn, like I'm very fortunate to have been able to learn things in an educational setting and take from that the lessons that I did, because there are certain things that you do learn and learning is that's if you learn any new skill that is a hobby. Like I learned recently how to edit audio and I was never interested in that before. Yeah. I feel like constant learning is something even that um, I was recently involved in the hiring process of some new summer students um, at work. And that was one of the most important questions we asked was what type of learner are you? And it would not only say something about the person and give you a better idea of how you can work with them, but it's, it was just important to see that they enjoy learning and they want to learn more. That's really interesting. And there's a term that I was looking at. I'm going to try to pronounce it right now. It's called multi-potentiality. It sounds right. <laughs> Thank you. And it's it means basically that you have more than one calling that is an artistic or intellectual gift. As we just discussed, learning is lifelong, but also you don't have... You're not drawn to a single career. Like I didn't know growing up that I wanted to be a doctor, for example, since I was four years old. I I never really had that. I don't really relate to that. How do you feel about that? I feel like I didn't get far off. Like I, I always knew I wanted to do something creative. I always wanted to be, I wanted to be an artist and an illustrator for ages four to 19. And then I discovered that I had some physical health problems and that's actually what pushed me into getting more of a corporate role that had benefits rather than being freelance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's still creative and I get to have fun with photography and it's just phone photography, you know, Um, it's just, I always like hashtag amateur photography, but it's, it's fun and creative and getting new angles, especially when we haven't renovated the whole house. So I'm working with uh, several of the same rooms to create images for. So it's just finding new ways of looking at the same things. And that's an element of being creative. 
That's really cool. And I full on expect your house to be on the cover of a magazine very soon. I think you raise a really good point about just using the skills that you have in developing your path, because I think there's more than one path. Yeah. Sometimes there's the traditional path. I immediately I think of like a performer who gets signed to a label who puts out an album and becomes successful that way. But that doesn't happen to everyone. There's other ways of being creative. You could, as you said, you can go into corporate and there's nothing wrong with that. And so recently I I started a new hobby and that was being an extra in TV and film. So I'm hoping that that blossoms. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, it's really fun. So I'm hoping that maybe eventually blossoms into a career. That's a lot of fun. My brother did extra work um, back in the day. There was this Canadian show called Wind at My Back, which my dad always joked was like a fart. That's immediately what I thought of. Yeah, exactly. It was a, it's actually like a old timey show. And, um, and then my brother, he was a early teen, but very small. So he was, a, he actually got to be like the body double for one of the main actors. Oh, wow. Then he went and got a mushroom cut because it was the 90s. And they said they didn't have those at that time. You're fired. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. But that was but he was a teenager, you know? Yeah. And then I did a little bit of mild acting in terms of I did. I one time I did a little acting in a music video that was really embarrassing. And I won't say the name of. <laughs> but I played sad girl in the bathroom. That's so cool. I want to see it. I, I'll share it with you after. But um, it's, uh, it's, very, it's not like a cool song, in my opinion. But it was a very cool experience. And it was back when I, was, I did modeling very briefly before university. And then I went and got a tattoo. And they said, now you can't be a model for the same kind of model that I was. Really? Wow. You as a teenager, right? That affects your work. But that industry could be very stressful for a lot of reasons. Oh, it was. And I was going through so much at the time. It wasn't a healthy place for me. And then I ended up going to school. So I I sang for four years, but I thought I was going to be a singer. When I picture you being like on stage, I I, that's what I, I see with the guitar. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is that like, even though I didn't become a singer, it's actually how I met my husband. We met at an open mic. So, um, so it worked out. Oh, that's amazing. That's cool. What are some hobbies that you like to do with him? So our, I'd say like our, our main interest these days is cocktails, but also he's let me know that he had no interest in decor or anything like that at all. And these days he he likes it almost as much as I do. He and I send each other um, house accounts and house photos all the time. And we talk about what we want to do. And he's very he's very opinionated in what he likes and what he doesn't like. So it's it's fun to find the compromises. And and then we would play music together because he plays guitar and drums. And I, I prefer singing. I don't really love to play instruments. It takes a lot of practice. And I, uh, I never sat down and practiced it. I have a ukulele downstairs. I don't know how to play. But um, that's one of the hobbies I need to pick up. Yes. Just dog life and house life. That's like all we do. But we're in our 30s now, right? So that's it, it changes from when we were in our 20s. It is very adulting. And it's also very like refined taste. Thanks. Our, I'd say that my house is definitely a little wild in terms of it's not your it's not for everybody. Um, 
the colors and everything. My sister's house is going to be all white, black and white and very classic looking. So her, her and I, even though we differ in opinions uh, on what we would have in our own houses, we still respect each other's designs. Um, and, and actually, the other thing is that, like, because I, I would love to potentially be an interior decorator in the future um, for other people, I, I still constantly am trying to stay on top of designs that aren't mid-century modern. Um, so that I, even though that's where I have the most fun and it's what I love personally, I know that it's not for everybody and that I want to be able to be the best decorator I could be for someone else, too. Yeah, just that's your niche and you just want to broaden your outlook. Yeah, exactly. I love looking at the Princess Margaret lottery houses because I just sometimes I actually hate the way that they're decorated. And sometimes I I'm like, this is so nice. Me too. So we watch a lot of HGTV. That's something we do together. We watch it every day. There are certain ones that have our style more, but I'd say like majority of the shows are appealing to a wider audience. So majority of the time, they're not going to do our style. Um, and I actually came up with a term that Chris and I call all the time where I was like, oh, that's so boarcore. Um, when when it's just like super typical and it's like gray walls and whatever, but um but at the same time, I totally respect that that's for somebody else. It's just not for us. Yeah. I think it's also just my jealousy, but I even just see in really like multi-million dollar homes, like even the way they're decorated, but just like a big room that's just devoted to laundry. Like it's massive. We unfortunately won't have a really nice laundry room in this house. It just wasn't a thing in the 60s. So they didn't build them like that. It's in our furnace room. But uh, in terms of million dollar houses, there's a channel on YouTube that Chris and I like to watch. His name is Enos Yieldmiser, and he um, he tours. He started out as a real estate agent, and he toured million dollar properties. And they create these great videos, um, and it, they're often like twenty minutes long. Um, and we often get a lot of inspiration. That's why we. That's where we started really realizing that we like really large art pieces and really bold prints um, because they're often quite modern places he looks at. Um, but his career has taken off too because now he has become solely about touring homes and no longer selling them. So he's done well for himself. Yeah, especially once you gain an audience on YouTube, they want that content. Yeah, that's super entertaining. Wow, I I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you collect anything? If so, when did you start collecting? So I collect like nerdy Star Wars toys and things like that. I, I'm not someone to keep it in the box. Oh, cool. I used to go to a lot of fan expos. Um, I went a couple of years ago and I got to meet uh, Jeff Goldblum and get my photo taken with him. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, and he like sang in my ear and we like danced for a photo. It was amazing. <laughs> Because I've been in love with him since Jurassic Park when I was a kid. Uh, and then, but I, so a lot of like, uh, like I have a Tauntaun that sits beside my bed, which is from uh, Planet Hoth from Star Wars. And then um, just like little, just small Star Wars things. Usually I have a couple E.T. things. I like E.T. a lot. I also have a signed Lando doll from Star Wars because I met B- Billy D. Williams years ago. Um, and then I've been encouraging Chris, I've been encouraging Chris to collect too. So he's really into the band Rancid. And um, 
he gets these skeletons that he's keeping in their uh, in their packaging because he wants to make he wants them to keep their worth. But um, so he's starting to collect too, and I'd say we collect art. The art that we have is basically just from winners, which is fine, but I don't think it's anywhere near collectible status. Oh, ours aren't collectible either. They're more things that mean something to us rather than to other people. Uh, a lot of prints. Um, I try to also get support small artists and illustrators. So as well as house accounts, I follow a ton of artists and illustrator accounts on Instagram. And we even had our house illustrated by my favorite architecture illustrator um, all the way from the UK. They have have anything to do with the yellow door? No, so it's actually... Um, when we moved in, the house was gray and the door was gray. Everything was gray. And I just knew immediately that I wanted a tangerine door. And I fight, every single person thinks it's yellow and it's technically called gold. So it probably is yellow, but in my mind, it's tangerine. It's just, that's a really common thing for a bright colored door to be on a mid-century house. Oh, okay. It's, it's a standout piece. It looks really good. I like it. Thank you. We actually, our favorite thing is when kids compliment us on our house because like for a child to go out of their way to say something, one time we had these two little boys come up and knock on our door and we had, we answered and they asked us all these questions about our house and they wanted to know what we did for a living and, and all this stuff. They were so curious and they just, it, I thought it was so cute that these two little boys like were thinking about architecture, you know? Well, you've definitely inspired them. And also, I could see that house being in a movie. It, it, it needs to be. <laughs> Thanks. In conclusion, do what you want. Tell me on Instagram and let me know what hobbies you like. Tell me what hobbies you think I should try. Also, while you're there, please follow Spillin' the Syrup for more interesting content about our guests each week. I'm going to ask our listeners to follow Cass at Cass Goulding, and then you'll be able to see her, their wonderful dog, Summit. She tries to get her way into every photo. Thanks so much, Cass, for talking to me. And tune in in two weeks' time for more spilling. Thanks for having me. Bye.